Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lovanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. Favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And it is Judd's Hockey Show. It's Judd, it's Declan, it's uh, time for some Minnesota sports therapy because we're recovering now from the wild quick elimination at the hands of the Dallas Stars who are now playing Seattle in the second round. What's that? The second round? I can't really tell you. I'm not quite sure. I've lost track. It's been so long that uh, I don't know what it looks like to have the state of hockey. Yeah, I said it. The Wild in the second round. But Declan, uh, let's try and spin things forward as Bill Guerin and his staff now sit down. The Athletic had an interesting piece going through the pending restricted free agents, the unrestricted free agents on the Wild, and some cap casualty candidates and some bolder candidates uh, because here's, here's the setting this up point. Because of the Parisi and Suter buyouts, which have two more years of pain. Mm-hmm. Minnesota Wild um, is on the hook for, in dead cap in 2023-24, million, $14.7 million. That leaves them cap space of $8.2 million, and you might say, why so little? And the answer is this. As of right now, the salary cap for next season in the NHL is only going up by a $1 million. It's barely, and I know, they got new TV deals. It seems ridiculous. But the reality is this team is going to be, again, um, as pushed up against the cap as you can possibly be, and even more so these next two years, $14.7 million each season because of those two buyouts. Um, All of that being said, decisions to be made. And so let's run through the list of potential decisions and just give our early thoughts. Sound good? Yep. Okay. Let's start with this one. Pending RFAs. Philip Gustafson. Now, Philip Gustafson emerged as the Wild's top goaltender, which nobody, including Dean or Bill, saw coming. Um, He would figure to be in for a significant payday, only he can't get that because of the cap problems. All of that being said, what would your solution or what is your suggestion as far as a guy who you almost certainly have to bring back? You do own his rights. But you, but you're going to have to pay him more than you did when he came in to use one of our favorite words as no more than a slappy from the Ottawa Senators. So I would probably give him a two-year, no more than three-year contract, and I would probably pay him. mm -hmm, and I would probably pay him somewhere between three and four million dollars. I think three to four AAV is fair. I don't think his camp is going to completely play 100% hardball in that realm. 
Um, Gustin had a great season, no doubt. I mean, he emerged as the number one guy. However, um, that's the only size he has here. And this is not a, um, like this is, you could make a case. Well, Devin Dubnik came in here and he was kind of a slappy. And then he started 39 straight games and got a, a, a pretty decent six year contract. Sure. That's not the case here. Um, this is a guy who in Gustafson, who has not really proven himself before up until this season. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's going to play too much hardball and the wild with, you know, Wallstead and the system aren't also going to overpay for a goaltender and this, and this brass, if you will, whether it's Garen, uh, going back to Chuck Fletcher, just ownership in general has never overpaid for goaltending other NHL teams have. And I know it's different strokes for different folks, but they've never done that here. So I think Gustafson, you know, yeah, he is priority number one to bring back. And I also don't think it's going to be very difficult to do so. And this falls into what you also have uh, discussed on this show for a long time, right? Which is that is such a volatile position that success in 2022-23 does not guarantee it going forward. And then the curveball is this too. It, you need two good goaltenders. But when Jasper Wallstick comes up, which I would imagine he would be set to go maybe at some point next year, but if not, certainly a year from uh, the start of the 2023-24 season, yep. he is going to supposedly be your top guy. So, yeah, I, I think this is an interesting dance. I think it's a dance in which you do have to be prepared for Gustafson to move on after this contract, if all goes according to plan with Wallstead, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. I think it's a bridge contract. Worst case, Gustafson backslides. Um, yep. But, you know, this is a position. His play was great. There's no question about it. But I'm totally with you. This is not one where where you're going to say, oh, my God, we have found our guy. First of all, he might not be. Second of all, if he is, that's a position I I don't want to pay a guy a ton at. So, yeah, he comes back. But he almost has to come back sort of on your terms. Yes. And he doesn't have a lot. I mean, there's not a lot he can do here, too. So, Right. He doesn't have a whole lot of leverage. So I think it'll be a pretty easy negotiation. All right. A few more names. Brandon Duhame, Mason Shaw, and Sam Steele. What's your, and again, just to be clear, they are all pending RFAs. So you own their rights. They need contracts, uh, starting with Duhame. Duhame, I bring back. I think Duham's a, a fine player to bring back. I know the Wild have done this before where they've overpaid for fourth line, not fourth line, because they have done that too. Bottom six guys, they probably shouldn't be. Duham's someone that's a that's a solid player that can fill a role. And again, he's not gonna get a humongous contract. If you were to ask me which ones, you know, to rank these three, I guess, are the ones I'd want back the most, because I kind of group them in similar veins. I would have Duhame one, Shaw two, Steel three. And I know Shaw's coming off like another significant knee injury for like the fifth time in his, you know, young NHL career. Um, Sam Steele, I can find a Sam Steele. There's I'm a reason why there, there's a reason they oh, found him him in the first place off the waiver wire. So if I had to rank these three to bring back, I think Duhame makes the most sense. He's logged the most games. You know who he is. He's a solid role player. Um, he there isn't like another ceiling to his game, in my opinion, which is fine. Um, but I, I think he's the one I'd bring back the most out of these three. Can he play at least third line though? Yeah, like, he, yeah. Like he's he is. Yeah, I don't think that that there's like this endless amount of Brandon Duhame potential and talent. But there were times where I'm like, you know, when when he got chances with just, and I'm not saying first line. I'm just saying slightly more. He sort of excelled. 
Um, yeah, Sam Steele, I'm done with. Just to be clear. And and with Shaw, I want to do right by, by him. And if he can come back, great. Because he actually does give you some help. His penalty killing was missed. There's no yep. question about it. Um, I almost want to take Sam Steele away from Dean. Because I feel like, oh, the kid works so hard. And again, it was like, okay, yeah, he worked hard. That's awesome. But he's he is he is the definition of a hockey jag. Yeah, he's just a guy. He is just the definition of that. And Dean just so thoroughly falls in love with that, right? It sort of reminds me of me and how I worked. Okay, dude, but that's not, you know, like like you're right. You can just replace those guys. You can go out on any old Tuesday and find Sam Steele. Um, I also found it troubling that there were times when he played really well and then he would just immediately regress. And my biggest bone of contention was when he was on that first line, he was great when he grinded it out with those two guys. Yes. But then you'd get those times he'd get in the zone and he'd be like, I'm Sam Steele, first round pick. It's like, dude, no, you're not. So I'm done with Steele. Duhame, I absolutely bring back. And Shaw, I think the best way to, to put it from my end is I do right by Shaw. Sure. Because, I mean, you're not going to be a jerk to him. The poor guy's yeah. torn up his knee 18 times. Um, and, and as far as the the uh, cap goes, I think the out with Shaw is, is you sign him to a, either a contract uh, that is a minor league contract or you sign him to a National Hockey League contract, stick him on LTIR, and if you're on that, you don't count against the cap. Correct. Yeah, there's there's easy ways to maneuver that one. All right, let's get to the UFAs. Okay. All right. I'll, I will run through them, and I don't think that this is tough, but okay. Ryan Reeves, Gustav Nyquist, Oscar Sundquist, Matthew Dumba, and John, don't call me Johnny Klingberg. Those are your five UFAs. I'll start off by saying Dumba has to be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's time to say goodbye. That's all it is. Um, it's time to say goodbye. And And there's Brock Faber can fill his void um, with su- if if I guess the Wild had a surplus or a decent amount of cap space. This is maybe um, uh, a different conversation, but at the same time, I just think it's time to say goodbye. In terms of the dudes right. to bring back, um, right. Judley, I would bring back Nyquist. I think Gustav Nyquist showed you enough to bring back. Now, I think the problem is yes, you can't afford him. Um, that's, that's the difficult part. He's probably going to get a bigger, he, he played well in the playoffs and I know he might He's not good player. Yeah. I, I, I think he played well enough where if someone else throws the bag at him, why would, why would you walk away from that? Um, right. I'm, I'm sure there's, um, there is a level of respect and thankfulness from Nyquist's camp to Garen and the wild for taking a chance on him and saying, no, 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 we're, we're going to, we're going to try this out here and whatnot. So I think there is a level of, all right, I'll, I'll hear you out. But if, I'm just going to name a team. You know, if if uh, Seattle comes calling with a big contract, why am I passing up that generational money either? So I, I, I would like to bring back Nyquist the most. I, I'm with you that the likelihood's probably lower. I think Oscar Sundquist is the guy that makes the most sense to bring back of this group. Of this group, I think his, his he's not going to bank the bank. I was against scratching him too in the playoffs. Um, he just makes the most sense to bring back from a cost perspective and from a play style perspective. I, I think both those things make sense. If you can bring back Nyquist, great. Um, and Sunquist is the one that I think is most likely back. I think Klingberg makes things very difficult. I don't think he did enough here. I'm out. Um, difficult as in his, his, uh, his highest ceiling is, is it's hard to find. 
it's hard to find a player like Klingberg when he plays up to his offensive prowess. Right. I think the defensive warts are, are too heavy at this point. He was a really good player back up with, with the stars, but I think his game has completely fallen off a cliff and I won't be losing sleep if they say goodbye. Ryan Reeves. I like Rebo. I like Rebo a lot. Um, if he's willing to come back here again, I know he said he wanted a multi-year contract for, yeah. for his family's sake. Um, I don't know if it works like that, unfortunately, Ryan, but I think Garen loves him. I think the room is, is, um, is a big fan of him. I mean, he kind of jolted that room and he was acquired here. I would like for him to be back. I'm not going to be kicking and screaming if he leaves though. Dumba gone, Klingberg gone. See ya. I'm with you on Reeves, but it's got to be on my terms completely. So yeah, it's not two years. It's one year. It's a pay cut. Nyquist and Sunquist are interesting, and here's why. I'm totally with you. The trade with the Jackets for Nyquist worked out pretty damn well. But both of those players, if I am them, do I want to come back and play for Dean? First of all, Gustav Nyquist belonged in the top six by the end of the playoffs. Like, he really did. Like, if you're watching, and I know he had a couple goals, but Declan, if you're Gustav Nyquist and you're watching Zuccarello, Turn the puck over like a madman. And as you've as, as you've said, you think he was one of the worst players on the ice, if not the worst. Um, and you're Gustav, and you're like, dude, I couldn't get up to a top six. I have a problem with Dean. And Sunquist, same thing. You scratched me. I won two cups. I was brought here. Like, the reason why you bring a guy like Sunquist in isn't because he's gonna light up the score sheet or scoreboard, right? You bring him in because he's got a couple cups, he knows what it takes. And you're just going to scratch him because, uh, well, we got too many guys. You know, you're. I don't understand it. So in both the cases of Nyquist and Sunquist, I think I'm just out if I'm them. Like, if I'm Nyquist, I'm like, I did everything. Like, if you're going to bring back all those top six guys, okay? So you're just going to, no matter what I do, slot me in as a third-line guy? Like, I was injured for months. I came back, and I played pretty damn well. And you're like, oh, but you're still just a third-line guy. You know? I, yeah. I mean, even when, even when they flip lines in Dean fashion, even when they flipped wingers in game six and they, they uh, promoted Johansson and moved at least for part of the game, Zuccarello to the second line, Nyquist couldn't get a sniff. I think they, I think the wild, when, when they signed uh, Johansson to that very reasonable contract, basically as soon as the season came to an end, made their decision but if i'm though if i am nyquist or sunquist i am saying the same thing i'm like i'm i'm gone so i think the only realistic guy to bring back is reeves but it has to be it has to be on your terms it cannot be on on yeah you know my family and this and that i'm I'm sorry and reeves seems like a great guy sorry i can't i can't do that yeah i i like reeves a lot um he does make the most sense from a cost perspective to bring back uh i i i think they can get sunquist back here I do think they can bring him back here. I, Nyquist is the longer shot. That's I wonder if Nyquist, Nyquist wants to come sense. back though. I think he does. Okay. I I I think he does. Then I then I'm telling him, allow me to at the very least compete with Felino. Yeah, you have to. I well, I personally think Sunquist brought a lot of intangibles that I mm-hmm. thought they just a bad word went through my head. <laughs> Sunquist brought a lot of intangibles that I thought they just sort of allowed to just go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. It, it 
bug me. Okay, we're going to get to cap cutting candidates, but before we do, do that, I want to welcome aboard a new sponsor of right. JHS. If you can roll the tape, that's right. Look at that. Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Look at that Bennington right there. Gorgeous. Cruise the the water and luxury on the brand new Bennington pontoon from the Power Lodge. Enjoy sunset from the water. Entertain the kids. Float on the lakes all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud. Think about the sports therapy. And hockey people, they love the water. They love love golf, and they love the pontoons. And those Benningtons are absolutely gorgeous. Go to PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com to find out all the information about what we are calling uh, throttle therapy on land and on on water it all starts at the lodge the power lodge again powerlodge.com millermarine.com enjoy the summer months eating better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals always fresh chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to go in just 2 minutes from pancakes to smoothies to meals and more discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast midday bites and more and if you're always on the go and eating a quick and easy way to find something to eat you need to try factor meals they have an easy to use website factor is also flexible change up your order every week with plans from 6 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your delivery at any time you can sign up and save and we've done the math factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious head to factor meal slash judd 50 and use code judd 50 to get 50 percent off that's code judd 50 at factormeals.com to get 50 percent off go check out factor meals cap cutting candidates that the athletic put in the very, I, I shouldn't say that, that put in the could happen wouldn't be a shock. That's okay. probably the best way to phrase it. Yep. Alex Goligoski, if he is traded, saves you $2 million. After what transpired with him, Declan, I have to think that he's gone. And if nothing else, if he's going to continue to play and not retire, he wants to be gone. You think that's fair? Yes. Uh, just there's no point. I was shocked they gave him the full. I understood why they brought him back after the first go because he was on a hundred thousand game and they, they kind of made that promise to him. I respect that. I, I I can play ball there, but I don't get the full no move clause. I believe that is also attached to that contract. I, I'm with you. That Hold that on. one is absolutely preposterous by Bill. Um, if they can get out of that contract, absolutely. I, I know it's it's like you said, it's a couple million bucks but you have to trim the fat as much on the steak that is a little overcooked. So if, uh, if you can trim that fat on there. Second veteran defenseman, this guy actually played a lot until late in the season when uh, Brock Faber arrived. And then certainly the playoffs, really John Merrill uh, has cap hits again. It's very cheap. $1.2 million for the next two seasons each Uh, John Merrill. Same thing for me though. I think it's time to get the kids here. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not going to be completely uh, up in arms if he's still on the roster by opening night next season. But if, again, if you can trim him out, again, trim some of this fat out, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take it right. and then also clear the way for someone else younger and more effective to play? And next to, if if you trim both of those contracts out mm-hmm. for 2022 or 23, 24, that's still 
three point two. Yeah, that's that's a so. That's I mean, a, you're saving yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And look, you got kids that can play. Uh, the last one is interesting. Kalen Addison. Mm-hmm. What do you think there? And and this is not really a cap move. This is a if you're not going to play the kid and you're constantly uh, complaining about his play. And five on five, they made it clear they don't like him. Do you bring and do you think Kalen Addison comes back? I think this is a little bit of a gut check time for him. Um, yes, they could trade him. I also think, though, a lot of teams know that he was in the doghouse and the Wild aren't going to get what they probably would like for Kalen Addison either. I mean, he was the centerpiece of that Zucker trade, let's be honest. He was the, he was yeah. the guy that they brought in from the Zucker trade here and from Pittsburgh days. He was brought in here to be the kind of centerpiece from that trade. And I would still have done that trade, by the way, 10 times out of 10. But um, I think he has to make a commitment to his game this offseason. I'm going to be the classic hockey coach cliche thing, and I know that drives people nuts because you want to see the kids play. And if they make mistakes, that's okay. But can they learn from them and also be not afraid to make the mistakes? I think he's got to have a sit-down with him, management with, with Addison, that is, and say, you need to commit to both sides of this game here because we do think you're a special player. And there's a chance for him to be a really, really good player here. Um, but I think that it's a decision time for him. I don't think the wild would be in the wisest move to trade him unless they can blow me away with a, with a great return back, which I don't know if they can get at this point. Right. So I, I think he stays and I think he has to make a commitment to himself that the management and ownership can believe in him. Coaching staff can believe in him. And yep. if that's the case, then he can be an integral part of the wilds defense next season. Kalen Addison, just taking a look in the old school meat media guide here, is listed at 5'11", 176. Mm-hmm. I, here's my opinion. If Dean is coming back, and Dean is, I trade him. He he needs to play for a different coach. Um, the other thing, the other reason why I trade him, and look, this is not going to pay itself off immediately, okay? But I, But there is logic here. The other reason why I trade him is the Minnesota Wild needs to get away from small defensemen. They need to get bigger. They need to get younger and bigger. And we talked about this on Wednesday on JHS with Jesse Pierce. She broached it. I did. I think you did as well. I think we're getting to critical mass as far as playoffs go, Declan, with Jared Spurgeon. I think we're getting to critical mass. I don't think he's a good playoff player. And, And it's not his fault. He doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. You have to be, to be as small as he is, to fit into the playoffs, I don't think you can be great. I think you have to be a superstar. And he's not. He's not. He's very good, very good player, okay? Kalen's the same type, same thing. And I think what we saw is this. Dean and his coaching style, and I don't even mind this if it's applied to everyone. Dean and his coaching style held Kalen to a standard that I don't know he can match and meet. Like, I think he is. Could could he improve five on five? Absolutely. Can he improve enough, though, to be the player that when the playoffs start, and it's crunch time, man, it's crunch time. We're going in the corners. It's getting tough. Mistakes have to be few and far between. Is he going to excel? My answer is no. But Declan, one of the things I believed for a long time, and every year when the playoffs are done, I believe it more than ever. This team needs to get bigger and tougher, and I don't mean fight. I mean, bigger and tougher. Look at some of the guys in this league on the blue line. And then you tell me that guys who are 5'10", 5'9", 
11 if they're on, you know, they're to be toes. You tell me that those guys are super effective. Got to be a superstar. And I don't mm-hmm. think that this kid is one. Uh, I think it would be best for him and for the Wild to move on. They've got prospects coming up, and you have to get bigger, more physical, and be able to kick some rump on the blue line. And the yeah. Wild lacks too much of that right now. Yep, they they need size on their advantage here. Um, the Wild have just been kind of a smaller team. I mean, that Reeves was a great acquisition to make yourself a little bigger just from a broad perspective. But, yeah, I just don't. Spurgeon, Brodine, Dumba, they've been the figureheads here of all these exits from the postseason. Literally all of them. Um, and, and it's not just uh, yeah. bad luck, bad draw, you know, bad penalties against, you know, bad bounce. It, this is eight seasons straight or eight playoff exits straight yep. of not advancing and whatnot. So those defensemen are 100% responsible for that. And the Wilds bread and butter has been their blue line forever during this entire run of the last 10 years, basically. But at this point, now we've seen the sample size and it's to it's, it's not just to suggest it's a fact that these guys don't work. doesn't play the playoffs. All right. So the, uh, final category that the athletic had in their potential, uh, cap cutting traded candidates were the bold moves. Now they mentioned flower, but I'm not going to bother. I, he's back. I, I don't see any way unless he literally goes to Billy and says, I, I want to go to Pittsburgh that. or something. And then I think he gets traded, but I think it's up to, to him. Um, I actually don't struggle with that because I think that the goal, uh, as we talked about the goaltending situation here, I think is going to play itself out. So there were two other names though. And I find them both to be in, intriguing. Marcus Foligno, if you trade him, Frees up $3.1 million. He's the first one. Yeah, uh, I think you really have to explore this one. Um, again, you have to look at figureheads. You have to look at the sample sizes of the guys that have been around. And I, I don't, this is not to suggest that Marcus Foligno has been a bad egg or apple no. in that department. Um, but I, I think you have to make necessary changes. And Felino, unfortunately, is the one that makes the most sense given his contract, given no trade clause. It just, it unfortunately makes, he's a, he's beloved here and Minnesota loves to fall in love with their certain athletes, but I think his, his uh, time is, was worth, it's now worth trading him. Basically. I think it's time to move on. It bothered me a little bit too. And this was not like his, his fault, but it bothered me a little bit too, how he was treated. Like he was treated like he was still scoring 25 goals. And there were times, I, I mean, you know, Tex, he took 36 minutes in penalties. And I know that there were some bad calls, okay? But 36 minutes is, is a lot. Um, and so I always felt, and he's he's a great guy. He is, he is definitely one of the big voices in that room. So I'm not trying to denigrate him in the least. But there comes a point in time where responsibility, like, like it's weird, you know, certain guys are held responsible and certain guys aren't. And Felino, I don't know. I don't think it's through a fault of, of his own graduated to that. And I'm not quite sure why, but you know, was there ever a conversation about, should we scratch Marcus and put Sunquist in tonight? Cause it might've made a hell of a lot of sense and they wouldn't. Uh, the final name, Ryan Hartman. And by the way, the contract remains incredible. His cap hit for 2023 
24, still only $1.7 million. So he doesn't take up a ton, but he was the other one that the athletic mentioned as a bold option of a potential cost cutting move. What do you think on Ryan Hartman? Yeah. um, He had the career season two years ago and and he's a, now basically what he was before. He's a solid role player. I, I, I don't hate his game. Um, but again, I think that's someone else you can look at getting rid of here and, and just getting similar replacement with similar AAV uh, at this point. I know he battled some injuries uh, that didn't help him this year, but if you can get rid of him and replace him with a similar player from a cost perspective, to me, that that just makes too much sense to do. If Dean is my coach for the next couple of years, or I am thinking that, I, I wouldn't trade him because of his of the cap implications although that would help he's another one i don't want dean to have the option of the first line center thing look as we discussed with jesse on wednesday dex next year marco rossi it's go time Mm -hmm. um i can't have ryan hartman put back at center in the third week next year you know, Kaprizov and Zuccarello, let's reunite that line. I need to eliminate that potential. Yeah. Like, we need to find out. I mean, if Rosie's a bust, and I have no clue, but let's find out. Let's find out here. Let's not be like, well, he went to sure. Iowa and did every, you know, Billy's thing. <laughs> Billy's thing, well, he went and he went down there again. Well, yeah, he went down there for a second consecutive year. He's now spinning his wheels. Um, I feel like guys like Steele and Hartman, to a large degree, are Dean's fallbacks. And look, if we have a trade-off here and Dean's like, what are you doing to me? I'd say, Dean, we signed Freddie Goudreau to a multi-year contract. He's basically your son. I'm not trading him, but I'm going to tell you right now, I can't have you with all of these kids. Like this, you can only have a farm system Dex that is deemed to be great for so long before that has to become some of your players. Right. And there, there seems to be this weird thing about I might be wrong here, but feels to me like there's this thing about, you know, well, when the kids come up and the blah, blah, well, we do realize they're not all going to come up at once. Right. Right. Like it's not go- going to be welcome to the t- 2024, 25 season. It's the wild, the new class. This isn't saved by the bell, the new class. These kids are going to come up slowly, but surely. And I need to make damn sure that I can play them. You know, I don't need them in the press box because the head coach, when he was with the whalers, he wasn't allowed to do that. You know, screw that. So, like, you got to find out. And ne- the next two years, we can talk about Kaprizov and him not being happy and blah, blah, blah. And there are certain things I would do to keep him happy. But, Declan, these two years with the cap hell are your years to use as windows to come out of that cap hell. Right. Not not to say, well, look at the year we got from Ryan Hartman or, you know, Sammy Steele worked hard in practice all year. God bless them for that. And on winning teams, that's great. But um, I'm tired of the first round playoff defeats. I'm, I, I see trends. I see things. So I think that, that my temptation to make what could be a pretty good trade because his cap hit is so low, my temptation to trade Hartman is to not allow the head coach to run amok with combinations that have nothing to do with the reality of where this franchise is going to be and rent. Yeah. And look, the wild have done a good job of feeling a competitive team with buyouts that are just killing them while other teams who aren't in the similar cap problem have been worse than the wild. So they've done a good job navigating, but 
I think you also bring up a point, good one, that is you can only get that luck or you're going, you can only get so much results out of that for as long as you want before then bad things start to happen. And these, you know, they're technically, you know, over the hump on these buyouts. It's two more years. They've survived the, you know, the, the, the majority of this long winter, but they, they still need to figure out ways to field a competitive team. And with limited resources, they unfortunately have to have difficult conversations and make difficult decisions. And I think this one, this offseason, that is, is going to be a really pivotal one to see kind of where the wild go for the last few years remaining in those buyout era. All right, great stuff. We're back soon. Uh, but, but Dex, tell, tell the people what they need to do before this episode comes to its conclusion. Yeah, hit the subscribe button right here on Score North for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. You can head over to Purple Daily as well. There'll be a uh, Ventline episode on Sunday. There's a Saturday check down there that's coming at you this weekend. So plenty of great Minnesota sports content still coming your way on Purple Daily and on the Score North YouTube channel and Pass Shoot Score.